0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, the creator of Skewed and Reviewed. You can catch us online at sknr.net as we cover all things movies, games, television, pop culture, conventions, travel, entertainment, and more. And I'm joined, as always, with Justin, Michael, and Joseph, and we've got some uh, great things to discuss. In addition to the site, you can catch us on um, Pinal Central, P-I-N-A-L Central.com which is the hub for the 12 newspapers we do gaming content for. Just look up keyword skewed, and you'll see the reviews and content we have there. We have skewed and reviewed the magazine. We're currently working on the next issue. That'll be out at the very end of March. And finally, you can catch me each week on BJ Shea's Geek Nation on KSWFM. Just go to uh, ksw.com, radio.com, and type in BJ Shays Geek Nation, or we have the simulcast on the page. So starting off, before we get to our topics, a new release arrived this week from Warner Brothers, and it's Scooby-Doo and the Sword of Scoob. This is a brand new original movie, and obviously it's Scooby-Doo related with a title like that, and it is a humorous take on the Arthurian legend as Scooby-Doo and the crew attempt to defeat an evil sorceress. It's got three bonus cartoons with it, lots of funny stuff. And if you're a fan of the series, if you are a collector, or you just want something to keep the kids happy, you will want to check that out. It's coming very soon from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. All right, gentlemen. So this week we had BlizzCon online, and uh, it wrapped up the other day. And we had a bunch of reveals, we had some events. Obviously it was much smaller in scale than the um, traditional show, Uh, but they pulled it off. So let's start with Justin. Why don't you tell us your impressions? What did you like? What were you disappointed in? And what do you think comes next for the convention?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm 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 probably likely going to be the most positive on on BlizzCon this year just because um, my favorite, uh, I guess, like if I had to choose my my favorite IP of theirs is Diablo. I'm a big Diablo fan, and I think this for Diablo fans this this uh, BlizzCon was actually pretty good. I mean, uh, like we were kind of talking about um, last week with our predictions. Um, it kind of went exactly the way that I I thought it probably would. Um, you know, the Diablo two remaster had long been rumored. Um, so I was, I was pretty sure that was gonna, gonna be announced and, um, and it was, um, and I thought, you know, there was also a very good chance that we were going to see something Diablo four related. And again, yes, that's, that's, uh, that also happened, Um, the only, I, I, I suppose the only real disappointment, uh, I have is that we don't really have any concrete, um, any more concrete details as to, uh, when Diablo, when we can expect Diablo 4, um, you know, I, I, obviously I was not expecting a release date. I I think this game is pretty far out, but, um, I, I was at least, you know, I think it would have been nice to have like a window, like, you know can we expect it next year kind of thing um and also you know we we are getting the Diablo 2 remake and it looks incredible i think they they really did a good job and uh, I, I watched a lot of the deep dives and um the interviews and stuff and it it really sounds like they're they're approaching this project exactly as they should um it is the original game and it has a very it has a very impressive engine running above it that's really kind of taking all of the data from from the original game and sort of like rendering it through a a, uh, a new um, graphics engine. And it looks really good. Like it it uh, keeps the, the art style um, is, is pretty much intact uh, and the effects are, are very good. It's not just an up res. Uh, and I think they really kind of um, went above and beyond with this particular remake. Everything I've heard about it so far is exactly what what I would hope for. In a uh, in a remaster project like this, um, so I'm very pleased with that. Um, I would have kind of liked to narrow down the release date a little bit more. We are supposedly getting it this year, but is that the end of the year? Is it you know during the summer? Um, so we don't really have any details there, uh, unfortunately. So that, I suppose that would be my my one disappointment. Um, you know, and with with Diablo Four, uh, the rogue looks really cool. Uh, everything that they kind of showed off with with Diablo four project. I was, I was actually very impressed with, um, the gameplay, you know, continues look really good. The art style looks really good. We didn't really get any details, more details of the story, which I guess would also be kind of a light, um, criticism of mine. You know, they, they do these quarterly updates for the game and I follow those and, um, you know, this really was kind of just akin to just a quarterly update with just a little bit more information, Um, you know, I think if they were going to go out of their way to kind of show like a very high quality cinematic, uh, I would have kind of liked to know a little bit more about what, what's going on in the story. What's the premise? Uh, we, we still don't really know exactly what, what that is. Um, it's pretty light on details, but, um, you know, overall, I, again, what they've talked about Diablo four, uh, continues to sound very good. So, um, yeah for diablo fans i think it was a, a good blizzcon um now for for the other other ips maybe not so much um you know i'm a, I'm a big starcraft fan as well haven't heard anything from the starcraft ip in some time um you know warcraft you know a long time ago like warcraft 3 was, was really my thing but i've never really been much into world of warcraft um but my understanding is the the um the news for world of Warcraft fans was pretty light this year as well. Um, you know, and overwatch too, I I was, I suppose I was kind of surprised how little information we got about that game. Um, considering how popular overwatch is. So, uh, but, but for your second question as to what we can expect in the future, I think probably, hopefully, um, we'll get a more normal BlizzCon next time, uh, you know, in person, you know, better planned, um, probably longer because this really was only like one one day of of good information um but um you know i guess the question is because they did one in february are they going to do one in november um you know two in one year probably not i'm not really quite sure what their schedule is going to be like now that they've done this um but my guess is we're probably not going to get one in november i think we're probably going to have to wait some time for it but you know, overall, I, I'm I'm pleased. You know, as a Diablo fan, I'm pleased. Um, but if I, I can see, I can see why people are disappointed if, if they're bigger fans of the other IPs. Yep.
0: And uh, Michael, your take, please. We'll just go right down the line.
1: Yeah. So,
2: and I'm in agreement with Justin as far as the uh, the Diablo stuff. I was a huge Diablo 2 fan, um, and and seeing the, how they have up the graphicals and, and everything else i it's certainly a game i think i would go back and replay because uh, i haven't played the original since it was first out and and i think it, it would be a good time to revisit it so yeah i liked i liked what we saw from diablo II resurrected and that it has a release date of 2021 now that might be december right or or whatever when they finally get to it but it's something i think to look forward to um this year as something that's going to be coming out of blizzard uh, the diablo 4 um the, the rogue uh cinematic that he did i thought was awesome uh, one thing blizzard i think always does well even if their their games don't always live up to the the level that their cinematics do i think they they're really good at telling stories in the cinematic aspect of their stories um i think they always do a, a fantastic job so i'm I, I i really liked the information we saw there we saw a little bit of the diablo 4 rogue gameplay um at least as far as the canned gameplay they showed um so i'm very excited for that game uh, you know looks to be probably a 2022 release if not longer since we haven't heard anything officially but uh it is one that i'm i'm excited about um as far as overwatch 2 is concerned i just don't think there's a big push for them to get that out quickly i mean i think overwatch is still very popular they continue to release new characters new uh tweaks to the game uh and i don't know that there's a lot of people clamoring for an overwatch 2 it's it's one of those things where um a lot of times they'll release these things when the, the popularity starts to dwindle, or or they have a lot of new new things to add to the gameplay, and from what I saw, you know they're going to be uh, up, you know upping the engine. It's going to be graphically a lot more solid. Um, although to be fair, Overwatch I think it looks really good still. It's not like it came out 20 years ago. Um, they're going to be adding you know more story missions, you know, and changing some of the the GUI elements. So, and so again, there's going to be a lot of um, cosmetic additions, some gameplay additions that are going to make it um, play easier or, or better or, or you know attract more people but again I, I don't think that there's a push for them to give a date what i would not want overwatch to become is what we see in call of duty where they feel that there's a, a push to release a new version of it every year and i think that while there certainly i think is a demand for those types of games um obviously call of duty and battlefield uh, tend to to continue to do that release model i don't think Blizzard is in it, is, has a need for that, so I don't think Overwatch 2 is, you know, yeah, they're going to show us what's coming, but I don't think there's going to be a drop-off in people playing Overwatch until that game comes out. Uh, a couple of things, you know, I, one of the funny things, one of the things that I would love to see, um, but I don't think we ever will see, would be to have an announcement for uh, StarCraft Ghost, for those who remember that, that was supposed to come out, I think, on Xbox back in uh, 2001, 2002. Um, which was supposed to kind of have you play the, the ghosts in more of a, a first-person kind of shooter thing. I would love to see Blizzard free approach that idea. Um, again, I, it's it's a long shot, and I don't think anybody's ever thought about it since then, but it would be something that I think would be awesome to have them revisit that idea down the road. Uh, but again, I, I think BlizzCon was pretty much what we had talked about it, what we expected. One of the things that we brought up last week about BlizzCon is that it doesn't really translate well to the virtual theme anyways and the reason for that is blizzcon's always been more like a fan service type of thing more of a comic-con and less of an e3 type of vibe um, it's always been about people going there to discuss their love of the games going there in costumes doing cosplay um, that sort of thing so it's never really been in my opinion about the games so much i mean yeah we like to see the new releases we like to know what's coming but it's always been about community, and I just don't think community, as we found with other comic, comic, uh, virtual Comic Con, you know, experiences, they're just not the same. And from a BlizzCon perspective, I think that's the trap that they fall into this year. I, as everybody kind of pointed out, they could have released a lot of these in a you know two-hour window, or or maybe as a press release or something like that. And I think in this case, that's probably what would have suited it better. Again, BlizzCon's never been about The titles as much as it's about the experience and you just don't have that experience when you don't have the fans um so i think that's that's where blizzcon falls will they do a november one to be more of a fan service maybe i think it's going to depend on um where we are as far as virus is concerned and and conventions are concerned but i wouldn't expect that we're going to see anything new out of it um maybe some you know they've talked about more regular Overwatch 2 updates. I'm sure we'll see more Diablo 4 updates as, as the year progresses. Would it be enough to have a show based on releases? Probably not. But if they wanted to do a fan service and have a, a fan gathering for a day or a weekend or something, I guess the possibility is still there. We'll just have to see um, what the interest is and where we're at come that time frame.
0: Yep. And Joseph, your take please.
3: So, um just to, to go back to the overwatch two thing that you were just talking about um, unless something's changed, they're actually not releasing any new heroes until overwatch two comes out. Um, the last one was March of last year with echo, but they announced back then that there would be nothing new until overwatch two. So that could have changed with the, the pushback of the delay. I don't know how you delay a game that doesn't have a release date though. Like <laughs> That's an interesting concept. But um, no, I I can't really add a whole lot more than what's been said. The Rogue looks great for Diablo 4. Looking forward to that. The Diablo 2 Resurrection, Diablo really kind of got me brought back into computer gaming many, many years ago, but I don't have the nostalgia that most do for it, so it's not really that big of a deal for me. Kind of wish we had more Overwatch stuff out of it. Um, and StarCraft, yeah, I we haven't seen anything from them in a couple years at least, and they're kind of just I, either they're planning something real big that we don't know about or they're kind of just sitting on the, the franchise, which is unfortunate, I think. Um, yeah. It's, it's an it, odd thing. It is interesting that we didn't hear anything about the recent. Well, I guess you wouldn't really put anything in, in a BlizzCon about this, but um, didn't Blizzard Activision just get backed by like Saudi Arabia recently or something? Was that EA? Yeah, uh, it was both. The guy bought, uh, Crown Prince
0: bought billions of dollars in stock. Yeah, okay.
3: But, you know, it's, it's man, I, I, I mentioned it offline earlier, but I think that Blizzard and I think Sony's starting to, but a lot of these companies can take a page out of Nintendo's books with their directs. I don't think we needed this big buildup of a convention because, to be honest, like, if you hadn't reminded me about it, I think I might have missed it this year. Like they didn't, there was a lot of promotion in my inbox, but it was like, it was so much that I ended up spam foldering a lot of it. And there wasn't enough announcement this year that I think that it was worth it. Like, I think they spent a lot of money for nothing, to be honest.
0: I think the problem is that we're in this mess where, it's been very clear that these online things are not even close to um, the uh, the in-person events. I mean, it, they were never expected to be, but I think so many people are getting to the point going, you know, I know this was the best they could do, this is all that was available, but wow. And, you know, they, they look at these things and they go, a pre-recorded panel that doesn't really have the reveals is not the same as being in the room and wondering what's going to be shown next, who is going to pop out now. And then the moment they drop a piece of news, you're one of the few people that's right there as it's coming down, the press releases haven't gone out and everybody lights up social media with, you know, ballroom twenties, Marvel just said blank. And, you know, you can't recreate that excitement because, Nobody cares about tweeting along to something that everybody could be watching at the same time. There's not the exclusiveness to it. And I get that it's all about accessibility now and doing the best that you can. But I think in many ways I think a fatigue factor is set in. I think the reality of we're looking at another spring and summer of online conventions and I think people are just kind of saying you know, i I. I want to wait until um, until we can do this right. And the problem with that is obviously there still has to be promotion for television, for movies, and for games. And, you know, uh, for me, BlizzCon, it was the timing that surprised me because traditionally the show is in November. They could have, I feel, put the show out in November. And I get that, okay, they were trying to figure out what's going on. I just, I'm kind of puzzled why they would go ahead and do this now rather than do something over the summer or in November. And, you know, my first thought was they don't want to go through all the trouble of booking the event that may or may not be able to happen this November, so they're going to go online. But then it's... Were were there any announcements that were imminent that needed to come out now that couldn't be done with a press release? And obviously... You know, we don't know. Maybe they are going to do something later in the year. Maybe they just felt this was a time that it was needed. It wasn't very crowded. Maybe this is when there was a lull enough in production that they could pull people away from projects to record the segments. Hard to say, but, you know, it, it it's funny because, as you mentioned, there was a deep dive on Overwatch 2, not in the opening showcase, but they had their own panel, and they went deeply into the game, and that was pretty interesting. But I found it interesting that StarCraft 2 didn't even have its own channel. There was It was essentially like the strategy games channel. And, you know, okay, so we're going to get more Warcraft, no surprise. We're going to get Diablo 4, no surprise. Then it's just essentially remastering or retweaking of what we've already had. We've got the classic games coming out. And did you guys see that whole fiasco with uh, Metallica on Twitch?
2: Well, you know, so I, I, I was going to bring that up. Because I, I know that there's a lot of people joking about the music they did, they overdubbed for on Twitch, mm-hmm. but we have to remember that Metallica was the big uh, anti Napster group that went after, and and they completely don't appreciate their music being online. So I was not surprised that they did that approach because um, they Metallica is one of the bands that does not appreciate um, digital rights being mm-hmm. violated so as as much as the jokes about what they did i think it was the safest thing for twitch to do given metallica's background in this kind of stuff
0: which is funny though because traditionally most people would say that when you agree to stream you are agreeing that anybody who is an authorized recipient of that stream but you know that i, I played I think it the
2: authorized comes from the yeah. blizzard official channels not oh, yeah which so i played
0: that for my wife the other day and she couldn't stop laughing because it starts out with the metallica song and then it goes into and uh she yeah that that was a very welcome and expected i mean all in all i i think i think it went about as well as we could expect i mean were there did we want more announcements yes but um you know here we go and for me, I, I you know now it's time to turn the page and look ahead to the next convention, which for uh, for you know our purposes is going to be WonderCon, and they are going online. They've already announced it. But what is interesting is last year WonderCon didn't really have a big online presence per se. They had essentially, if you remember, they made the decision late that they weren't going to be able to go ahead with the show, so there were. A couple of panels. Um, There was like, uh, hey, send us your cosplay picture, and a couple things like that, but that was it. It wasn't a really big deal, unlike their Comic-Con online, where they, uh, you know, people bashed it, and oh, it's not the same. Well, of course it's not the same. They still had several hundred uh, major studios, comics, whatever, doing panels to promote their products, so a lot of people are saying now that WonderCon has had time to plan for it. They're taking panel submissions. Let's see what they have, and let's see going forward. And who knows? Nobody knows when in-person shows are going to resume. We know that Reed Pop has uh, kind of doubled down again and said yes, we're going ahead with EGX this summer. We've had you know all indications that PAX and the fall shows are going to attempt to do something, but that's that's a debate for another time. I mean, at this point, we you know we've gone crazy over the last year trying to figure out when people are going to do conventions, and I'm kind of at the point right now where I think we're going to have to see the movie theaters filling up again, and we're going to have to see the theme parks at, you know, 20, 30% capacity when you can start seeing that that's when I think we'll be able to say, okay, um, let's swing forward. So starting with Joseph moving backwards, mortal Kombat's movie trailer dropped the other day. We finally got to see the red band trailer with all the blood and guts that fans have been waiting to see in a theatrical version. We've only really had this teased in the, uh, animated version so uh joseph what you think
3: i think that i echo a lot of people when it's i say it's about time we might actually get a good mortal Kombat movie um no the trailer looked really good that sub-zero scorpion fight at the end was amazing and i think what really kind of brought it home for me um the actors that they've chosen i think were were good picks a lot of them are at least for me relatively unknown the only person i know and for two people is scorpion and um jacks and i didn't even recognize jacks when i first saw it it was crazy um now i'm really looking forward to this i i'm really curious about how the whole how they're going to introduce this new character and everything and what his role is and it's a little corny with the birthmark and everything, but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this, and the fact that it's an HBO Max release, too, is, is making it that much better, I think.
0: Okay, and Michael, your take? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm
2: excited. I actually did like the first one. I saw it in theaters. I thought they did a, a pretty good job. Yes, it's pretty campy today, but the um, mm-hmm. second one, not so much. But the first one, I actually did like. The, the soundtrack was still one of the better metal soundtracks of the time, I think. So yeah, I'm overall I'm excited for it. I mean, obviously I'll likely see it on HBO Max just because I have HBO Max, and I don't know what the theater will look like in the future. But you know, all in all, I I think they're going to do a good job. I'm looking for a more violent, um, I don't want to say game accurate, but one that's not afraid to to go there. Um, and I think overall, I like the idea that they're kind of going with lesser known actors. I always think that gives the opportunity for those actors to really stand out and and really. Uh, produce a you know quality film. So yeah, I'm you know as it's, it, it's always good to see these kind of movies come out. If nothing else, just for the fun factor, and, and you know we'll see where it goes.
0: One thing too, before we get to you, Justin, about unknowns, is that it also allows you to take them out brutally. You can't run into that. You know how you you hear the stories like Stallone and uh, various stars have these things written in their contract that. They can't be defeated in a fight, you know, they can they can struggle but this can't happen and this can't happen because they always have to look good. And I think one of the advantages of casting unknowns is you don't have people pulling the, oh, they can't be smacked around like this or I have to finish them off with a super move or you know, they they literally all say, Hey, you know, he's gonna rip your guts out and kill you and we're killing off a main character problem solved. So Justin, your take please.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo um what Michael and Joseph said. Um, I think it looks good. You know, and I actually I'm with uh, Michael, I, I, I was a fan of the uh, original. I watched it as a kid. Um, the first one, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's real campy, and it's and there's a lot to make fun of it um, for. But um, I enjoy it nonetheless. You know, it's one of those things where going into it you just have to have the right expectations of what kind of movie you're going to go see. Um, and I think there, with the original one, it's probably actually... I would say still my favorite video game movie. You know, I think video game movies have, have, have struggled obviously. Uh, and I, I, don't know if that one has really been topped, um, in terms of enjoyment value. Like I would, I would actually go back and watch the, the first Mortal Kombat movie, um, which I can't really say for, for most other video game movies. Um, so, you know, this one, uh, it, it looks, it looks good. You know, I think, uh, it'll, also, if you have to kind of go in with the right expectations, um, I think that, you know, a lot of the lines are, were sort of campy and stuff, but I think that's actually to its benefit. I think, you know, the original, the, the games that it's based off of are, um, you know, they have that kind of style. And I think that the thing I was looking out for in this trailer was are how, how close are they kind of sticking to the the spirit and just the overall aesthetic and design of of this of their source material because that's really a, a good bellwether as to you know is there a lot of passion in this project and i i really think there is you know uh everybody is sort of very on point to their character's design from the games um very little deviation uh it does seem like whoever's making this movie has a lot of reverence for for the game um and yeah i mean it looks good like it looks like the the action scenes are also entertaining and well done so I'm, I'm looking forward to it actually uh i i had little idea as to what was going on with this project um probably a little unfairly uh, on my part uh just sort of dismissive just oh you know another video game movie but after seeing the trailer i'm actually pretty interested now
0: Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot going for it, and I think it will be, again, this is another example of what are people going to be willing to accept theater-wise. I know um, next month we're going to get a big test, folks, when Disney rolls out Rhea and The Last Dragon. I mean, it's going to be in theaters where available, or you can go behind the paywall on Disney Plus and pay up, and I think that's going to do a lot to... uh, you know, get people wondering, and of course, Godzilla versus Kong will be the next big test uh, coming as well, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the last thing that we had today, we mentioned Call of Duty earlier, and this week, some interesting rumors have come out. The fact that there'll be a new game coming this fall is no surprise. That's uh, pretty much right on par with the arrival of the holidays, and all of that good stuff is a new Call of Duty game, and uh, this year, We're told that Sledgehammer is stepping up. They were originally supposed to uh, handle this year's release. Treyarch moved up a uh, year, took care of that. And then uh, the last one they did was Call of Duty World War II. Now, of course, have to be very clear, nothing is official, this is all just rumors, but they've come from sources that have been very accurate in the past, and they're claiming that the new Call of Duty is a grittier, uh, possibly very controversial game, it will be boots on the ground, and they're saying that it is um, essentially a Korean-era, Korean War-era game called Call of Duty Guerrilla Warfare, and... uh, So the last two games, the Modern Warfare, Black Ops, Cold War campaigns have been very popular. It's been very uh, gritty, well-received. The multiplayer has been rolling. The addition of Warzone, so on and so forth, has been pretty popular. I know, Justin, you don't play Call of Duty, so unless you have something to say, we'll just uh, have Michael start off and go from there.
1: Well,
2: I I like the Korean War aspect of it. I think that's an area that they don't touch on very much. Uh, kind of like Vietnam for a while. That wasn't a, a one that they had touched on. So yeah, I like the Korean War aspect of it, I, the jungle warfare of it. Of course, um, Sledgehammer's done fairly well with the with the uh, you know product in the past. Uh, so yeah, I like that they're mixing up the genres a bit, the timelines, uh, giving things a little bit more unique. Um, a feel to it, kind of like they did with World War II, kind of like um, Battlefield deal, did with World War One. I. I like when they kind of go back in the, the older eras, uh, you know, looking at the weaponry at the time, um, the, and kind of providing a, a story arc that kind of fits with the timing. So yeah, I think um, these are the kind of ones that interest me more than when we see a new modern warfare or we see a new um, current gen type. Uh, Battlefield game. I like the idea that we kind of see some of these snapshots in history, and I realize they're not necessarily accurate to a historical perspective, but kind of, you know, designing things around the times, the the time frame. Um, What I liked about what they did with the latest um, Black Ops game was they kind of went around with the politics of the time and kind of gave an overall feel of the world of of how things were at the time. Again, not historically speaking, necessarily, but just kind of Delving a bit more into the the era and kind of going along with those themes. So yeah, I'm excited for this I think again, I think it's an an Era that hasn't been really flushed out in a first-person shooter perspective. So it'll be interesting to see um, How they do it and what how it turns out
0: And Joseph do you have anything you wanted to mention on that?
3: Yeah, much like Justin. I'm not a big Call of Duty player myself.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it will be interesting to see. I, you know, they we've we've talked about how they ran into a problem where people were complaining about, oh, it's the same thing, it's the same thing. So then they do infinite warfare, which had space weapons, spaceships robots and all of this and then everybody started screaming, Oh, it's not Call of Duty, it's too radical. And they said the same thing about advanced warfare with the, you know, the wall walking and so on. So then what did they do? They went back to World War Two and all of a sudden it was, Oh yeah, this is Call of Duty. And so boom, modern warfare, you know, black ops, blah 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 blah, following down the line. And then now, you know, they think they have a happy hybrid. So hopefully uh it'll be really interesting it should be noted too that they've announced that season two the next free updates for black ops cold war is coming along if you haven't played firebase z yet the new zombie expansion that is actually really good it's set in vietnam and and uh that has been really good it's a very big um zombie mode and a lot of outdoor areas as well as buildings so it, it really does ratchet up the strategy and the intensity and at times the frustration because no matter how powerful you get your guns there's certainly more of them than you could gun down but that's part of the joy is to see how much you can get done but a lot of good stuff there So looking forward to the week ahead. We have a full week. Now, last week was short because of the holidays, so we'll see what happens traditionally right after a convention. It might be slow. We don't really have any major releases on the calendar, so it could be a week that's really quiet and dead, or it could be a week where... uh, You know, come Tuesday, Wednesday, the press releases start flooding in and there'll be some kind of big news. So I definitely think we'll have plenty of stuff to discuss next week. Until then, everybody, take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you later.